why buy a fur from any Tom, Dick, or Fred? When there's Norm, Mark, Ruth, and Harry, the Meyerowitzes are family of furriers, ready to treat you like family, and it won't cost you a penny more. That's why so many smart, fashionable women are saying... It's a Meyerowitz. It's a Meyerowitz. It's a Meyerowitz. It's a Meyerowitz. So why buy your fur from any Tom, Dick, or Fred? Buy it from us, the Meyerowitzes, and you'll proudly say... It's a Meyerowitz. All right, music. Pictures podcast. We're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I feel sweaty. <laughs> and Erica. Hey, how you doing now, Ryan? And Mark, I nice to hear you on the podcast. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> and we are in the midst of VidTober. That's where we're going to talk about movies released by New World Video. And we've got a special one for you because we've got one that you have probably never heard of. And I say that because I had never heard of <laughs> until we decided to do it for the podcast. Had you guys ever heard of this one? No. I had because I owned the VHS of this At movie okay. from Tower Outlet in San Francisco. There you go. I wow. remember popping it on and TM. giving it maybe five minutes of, of time and turning it off. Okay. <laughs> and then I gave away that VHS. <laughs> uh, unbeknownst to me, VHSs would be worth money someday. Yeah. If I recall back in 2008, I just put it in my back alley and hoped that someone would take it. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're worth gold. <laughs> uh, that's right. We're talking about 1985's Terror in the Swamp. <laughs> Can you have the car and the sheriff meet me at the landing? Okay, Mike. I just found Dennis Kuvia all over here on the copper saw. He's dead. What'd you say? I said he's dead, damn it. Perhaps we should go to the authorities. It would be ridiculous if we'd be the laughing stock of the scientific community. <laughs> oh, this time tomorrow, we're gonna be a rich bunch. Hell <laughs> yeah, yeah! We are now! That's right. 1985's <laughs> Terror in the Swamp. Much like last week, there is no trailer available, so I just threw that together really? this afternoon. Wow, another one. I thought that was it. Holy no, shit. I just... That's great. Should you be a trailer editor? <laughs> I don't know. Seriously. Uh, I just threw all that together this afternoon because uh, late in the day, because I was like, oh, there's no trailer, so I have to throw something together so we have something for the segment. But anyway... It is brought to you by 
Hi, pal. Anti-leech socks. Going for a long walk in the bayou? Make sure to bring your hike pal anti-leech socks. Mike Wax says, five stars. Worked great in the Knuckles Mountains in Sri Lanka. Assumed there would be a level of discomfort, but I was wrong. Hike pal anti-leech socks. <laughs> anti-leech socks. You're going to need them. When, we, when you talk about 1985's Terror in the Swamp, a.k.a. Nutria Man, a.k.a. Nutria Man the Kapasaw Creature. Kapasaw. <laughs> Sorry, is that neutral man like a all creature? <laughs> it is indeed. This is directed by little Joe Catalanato, a Louisiana native who grew up in the projects behind the French Quarter and spent his teen years working as a microphone and cable boy at Cosimo Matassa's recording studio, where Fats Domino and Little Richards, amongst other artists, recorded a lot of their hit songs. He then started working at various jobs in New Orleans until he met Charles B. Pierce, uh, working at various jobs in films, I should say, before he met Charles B. Pierce, who was the eventual director of The Town That Dreaded Sundown and The Legend of Boggy Creek. At the time, Pierce actually had He's got a, a type. He has a type, yes, <laughs> for sure. He uh, Pierce had an advertising agency at the time in Texas, and so he met um, Catalanato and said, hey, work for me. I want to get into film production. You know something about films. And so he became his right-hand man as they were making films in the it's 1970s. It's that easy to get that job. It's just it's that, that easy. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> film school students drop out. It's that easy. Just You just need to meet somebody who's ready to commit money and time into making movies. That's and it. those people are everywhere. They're everywhere. They're all over. <laughs> Especially uh, down here on the bayou in the swamp. <laughs> Look around. Get creative in the swamp. So uh, he started working on uh, Charles B. Pierce films in the 1970s, um, such as, uh, oh, though he he is actually listed in IMDb as a gaffer, key grip, uh, working on a lot of these Charles B. Pier uh, B. Pierce films, or even working in special effects as he did in 1977's The Shadow of Chikara which was directed by Earl Smith, who wrote The Town That Dreaded Sundown mm. and was released by New World Video. Another oh. one. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. See you next, Vidtober. Vidtober <laughs> 2024. Uh, after he stopped working with Pierce, Catalanato built a small studio in New Orleans in hopes of keeping film production, because films were coming in and, and being produced in New Orleans, he was hoping to keep the production in New Orleans mm -hmm. instead of shooting bits and pieces there and then going back to L.A. So he built a small studio and then was approached by Martin Fulsey, who had written a script called Nutria Man. Now, according to the title sequence in this movie, Fulsey and Terry Hebb are credited for the story of this movie. With the script written by Billie Holiday. Not that Billie Holiday. <laughs> I mean the Billie Holiday that plays Frank. Who wrote the script. But even on the back of the box for the VHS. It has Fulsey and Terry Hebb writing the script with Billie Holiday. Not that Billie Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> coming up with the story um either way it was Fulsey that approached catalanato 
with not only his script, but also said, I have the money and I want you to direct this because he didn't want to direct it. He didn't know how to direct. So he's like, I need you to direct this. Interestingly enough, as Mark was saying with this, having to type at the same time, because this is shot around 83, uh, Charles B. Pierce was working on a sequel to his Boggy Creek movie, Boggy Creek 2, which is actually recently released on Blu-ray by Vinegar Syndrome. So this is a movie that, you know, is kind of similar. They have similar things to them. Um, New World Video didn't do anything with that one, though, right? No. Okay. No. 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 We just, we got this one. Yeah. (laughs) I just feel like every time we open up a New World Video, it's a kaleidoscope of other New World Videos. Right, right. Then all of a sudden, other New World Videos fall out of the sky. It just... Yeah, it's never oh, kaleidoscope makes it sound fun. <laughs> it will definitely be colorful, but will it be fun? <laughs> it will look neat for a second, and then it will look like a weird blob. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Especially on video. Here's where you can watch uh, um, Nutria the, Man. Nutria Man. I wanted to say the Terror in the Swamp. You can actually watch it on our YouTube page. Woo. We have it up on our YouTube page. That's where you can find it and you can watch it. It's not really available to stream anywhere else. It's not a lot of places you can find this movie. But it is there. That's where you can watch it. Let's find out what this movie is about. It's time to talk about what Terror in the Swamp is about. Mark, what is this movie about? Uh, When Bruce takes a job as the deputy in a small Louisiana town, he learns that keeping the town safe is only half the job. (laughs) So true. <laughs> so true. It, poor guy. He's got an uphill battle. Yeah. You know, learning mm-hmm. the ins and outs of being mm-hmm. a big, big cop in a small town. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie's mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And a creature. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, a creature that we have to stop. Briefly. Because... <laughs> Briefly a creature. Briefly. Also, I, I have questions about the creature, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but we'll get to that. We'll get there. Sure, we'll get there. You bet. Um, Erica, what is this movie about? Oh, that, I'm glad you asked me about what this movie is about now because we're going down to the swamp. <laughs> and this movie is about what, how you get rich in the swamp. You either get rich <laughs> in the swamp because you do an airboat tour or you get rich in the swamp because you find a nutrient man and you turn him in. <laughs> That's it. That's the only way. That's the only two ways. That's it. That's it. There's not a lot of ways. You know, limited income opportunities in the swamp. It's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, For me, this movie is about. We have ignored the menace of the nutria for too long. The time has come. We must be prepared. But let's go to Letterboxd for their oh, synopsis. Someone else has seen this movie? And somebody oh, else has. Well, we'll see. Uh, it is, there is not many people that have seen this movie on Letterboxd. But here is their synopsis. We are on Letterboxd. Give us a follow if you can. In effort to create the perfect nutria. Yes, this mm-hmm. is their English. In effort. <laughs> the Queen's English. To create the perfect nutria wow. for breeding by the fur, fur industry. Excuse okay. Me. Mm-hmm. That tracks. A scientist and his assistant inadvertently create a brutal mutation that escapes into the nearby swamps. I mean, this makes it sound like 
the scientist and his assistant, which are in the movie, mm-hmm. 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 that they are the leads. Yeah. Which they are not. They are not. Uh, well, I would, I would beg the question. Beg, who are beg. who I are the leads? Because one, who are the leads? I don't not know. Short on characters, it is a lot of characters. <laughs> yes, I mean, I don't know who That's exactly. That's swamp life, guys. It's complicated. There's a lot. Who to is it. the lead? Is it Frank? Who? Yes. I mean, is played by Billy Holiday. Not that Billy Holiday, but um, is it Bruce, the upstart deputy? Yes. Is it Who Sandy? is played by Chuck yes. Long? Chuck Long plays the Deputy Bruce. Uh, he was actually a host of a lot of shows. He actually had one of the biggest careers of all the actors in this movie. But um, yeah, is it Sally, the uh, crazy swamp lady? A swamp hag? Swamp hag. Oh. They call her a hag in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Is it her? Oh. Right. I, in my heart, yes. It, this In the sequel? Well, sequel, you would, of course, be into her because she is a bird lady. Because we first see her lady. with a bird. She, I don't know, guys. I know up until this point, I've said that I want to play one role in New World Film. And that role is Agent. But sure. I have found a new role that I have my eye on. And it is Swamp Hag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's the role I was born to play. Agent <laughs> is the stretch role for mm-hmm. me. But Swamp mm-hmm. Hag? Yeah. Yeah, God. yeah. A swamp hag is your is your safety. Like yeah, that feels that's, that's so mm-hmm. close mm-hmm. to home. That's like, my Meisner, yeah. right? <laughs> that no Meisner. Like that's when you're really like, let me get in the zone. I'm gonna play agent. I'm all, oh okay. swamp hag. You're like, I can do that tomorrow. I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I am I'm, swamp I'm hag. <laughs> so this is a movie. Like I said, we none of us had really seen. Mark had only seen part of. We hadn't. I had never seen this. Right. I never even really yeah. heard of it. Never um, seen yeah. it. And I didn't expect a movie called Nutria Man to have a concurrently 37 plots happening in a single movie. <laughs> right. 37 plots and 150 characters. When you see Terror in the Swamp and they go, yes, there is a Terror in the Swamp. And they set this up in the very beginning because in the very beginning we get Swamp Vision, right? That's right. Yeah. Swamp, swamp Vision. Yeah. Is it Swamp? Terror yeah. the Swamp. <laughs> Terror in the Swamp. And we get the vision for... I, I I have to think hours. We get a sort of Nutria uh, Vision. Yeah, we get Nutria yeah. Vision. We get uh, the creature walking around because we don't see the creature a lot. No, but we do get their point of view. Yeah, we do get their point of view a lot. And they kill a hunter. They look around at a lot of the wildlife and the swamp itself. He enjoys a beaver. He enjoys a beaver, which <laughs> enjoys the, watching a beaver. I should I say. I think wasn't that a nutria that? It I, that that's what I wondered. I didn't know, but oh. I mean, that's a thing. Here's the thing: it does. Okay. Does a beaver or a nutria sound like this? I mean, I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> it could be a nutria screaming through a kazoo, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm sorry. Just what's one more time? I think you're right about the kazoo. I don't know what yeah. that noise is. I, I don't know. know. I don't. Is know. that a beaver? Is that a nutria? I, I, I don't, don't know. But I don't know. What I appreciate is the opening of this movie. They also insert a bunch of what I can only imagine is cuts from Wild Kingdom. 
just random cuts mm-hmm. of animals that may or may not yeah. be in the bayou. Sure. Yeah. Similar to if you ever watched The Prey, which was another New World Pictures movie, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. They yes. also insert just random cuts of wildlife, mm. which was just to add filler because sure. the movie was too short. Oh. So they okay. Just so shots wow. of wildlife and of different of varying which cut quality. Which Prey is the is the question though. I think one, both. I think both of them have. Once it. we get to prayer, there's three cuts. <laughs> yes, which we will divide. And we will all. Di- yeah, we will all divide amongst. We're the all going to watch oh. the. So we can all one. be responsible for one. Right. Yes, just a yeah. little sneak preview for whenever we get to pray. Um, but also, does that Nutria sound like just a delicious breakfast yogurt? It does. It like, does. It does. It sounds like, like a like a, It sounds like a like a like a nutritious vitamin bar. Like you want to be part of. <laughs> Yum! <laughs> is that you? Is that is that you working a kazoo, an imaginary kazoo? Because it's hand, a, is my hand kazoo. Did you put your fist up to your mouth as if that would imitate a kazoo? Did it work? It, I mean, no, not really. But uh, yeah, I mean, as if it was like, hey, eat eat this bar and become a nutria man. Yeah, it it really sounds like nutria. Breakfast on the go. Like, it sounds really, like, it just sounds delicious. <laughs> it does. Sounds wonderful. It does. Um, so we start with Nutria Man running around. We find out that he does kill somebody. He kills a hunter. Yeah. Yeah. And Frank, uh, the game warden, shows up, uh, played by Billy Holiday. Not that Billy Holiday. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he starts investigating, but that's not the end of our characters in fact there's so many this is like this movie is such great regional filmmaking and what i love about it is that it assumes you know even what a nutria is right? yes you yes know? yeah which before this movie i did not either know. did i yeah i right. didn't know any of it um i didn't know what a nutria is i didn't know uh some of the other they use a lot of like local you know they Slang. they were never native to the United States, right? They're from South America. <laughs> I was hoping you would break this down. Oh my God, so he's crunching the nutria crunch numbers. The nutria numbers. Well, I just they were brought in from South America. From South America, yes. to California originally in 1899 as part of a like a farm or small zoo in Los Angeles. Okay, um, but then some fur traders brought them out to Louisiana into that area in the 1940s because they thought. This will help expand the fur trade. We can farm these. They'll be easier to manage than beaver. And they can sell basically the equivalent of beaver pelts. But a hurricane in the 1940s, actually in the 1930s, they brought them over to Louisiana. But a hurricane in the 1940s let the nutria out. And they figured out that they could just live very comfortably and Because they're underground creatures. They're underground creatures. Yeah. And they're a menace. And considered uh, uh, detrimental to the wildlife Mm -hmm. and... They should be removed if you ever find them. Mm-hmm. God, but they just look amazing on a chilly night on your back, don't they? God, they just make for a gorgeous coat for a night out, don't they? What's funny is that in researching this movie, I found lots of ads for Nutria coats. Yeah. This is a thing in the South for Nutria coats. I didn't realize that was a thing. Well, don't go for it unless it's a Meyerwitz. <laughs> so true but speaking of like how they want you to kind of know about all this here is a scene with papa joe and his boys where they sort of discuss a lot of the issues yes. of, of what's going on 
in the swamp. Look at that. I ain't had that gun two years yet. Or there's some up on a copper saw running our traps and scaring off all the neuter. Rats. What? Swamp rats. That's what both of you are. A couple of swamp rats. First off, there ain't nobody on the copper saw stupid enough to run my traps. And the only thing that's been scared out of there has been you two swamp rats. Paul, would you listen to me for once? Ah! Okay. So there's there's a I'm bunch of stuff clear. there. Thank you. I mean, this is a lot of the movie where you're like, I'm learning to feel about Louisiana. I feel nutra nutria or nutra nutra as, depending as as, as the the Papa so, Joe's boys yep. uh, d- describe them. Are they swamp rats? Because I would assume that that's what they mean. Yes. Um, though he's calling his son swamp rats in the clip, but he means that for Nutria. Not only that, a kapasa? They say that word no less than 500 times in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have to assume that, I think that means by you, basically, or... I, I don't know. I or don't, is it a specific I, area? Is it a specific part of a bayou that right. where you can set traps because they're trappers his fan i don't know but right they mention it like you know what a kappa saw is but that I, they drop that all the time and i'm like i don't i don't yeah. know what a kappa saw is yeah. i don't know what nutria man is i right. don't know what a nutria is i've never seen one but they also refer to areas like poachers point and all these different areas right. of the bayou that they give us no frame of reference they in fact, there's one scene where the police chief, I think in the bar, says that he's rented a hotel room that they're going to use as headquarters, but you never saw nope, him go. Nope, never see that. So no. this movie, it, it, to me, it's it's it has these giant plot holes that you're expected to just fill in the gaps yourself. Right. It's like... They're just expecting you to know it. It's like you're... It's like... You've met up with a really drunk friend right. who has an incredible story to tell you. Right, right. But they are like, they're missing key details and glossing over things. <laughs> right. They're not and filling you, you on a background that you need right, in order to right. understand they're like, the story. They're like, oh, you're not going to believe what happened, Adam. So first of all, and you're listening to this story and you keep having to say, wait, 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 hold on. You're, back, you remember back Alex? No, no, you know how Alex. he always was. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know Alex. Right, because you know. <laughs> Please how Alex tell me is. about Alex. So is. Alex was doing this, this and, and this. Alex, you remember that? Because you remember that time he was at he was right. at the game. Right. You're like, nope, don't. Right. I don't. Please fill me on all these right. details. But right. But see, the thing is, with your drunk friend, you can ask those questions. And right, this right, movie, right. you can't. you can't ask. You just have to shut up and try just, to hope for context later. Right. Yeah. Which you're not gonna get. No. No. But, but in the end. It doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't because ultimately it's like it's just a bayou and there's a creature and there's enough about this movie that you you know what it's doing. Like it's there's a creature in the woods and they have to take him down and he's killed somebody and you know there's a lot of different moving parts and there's a lot of people now. Papa Joe and his boys are just some of them, mm-hmm. and I have to say that Papa Joe uh, Papa Joe and his boys set up a couple things. That they are, I guess, the comic relief. Because T-Bob is, I guess, the comic relief son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the funny one. He's he's the fu- he's mm-hmm. the funny one, I guess, because he, he's the comic relief, I have to think. Mm-hmm. 
T-Bob is actually played uh, by Michael Tedesco, and he's given an introducing credit in the very beginning of the movie. And yet, Michael Tedesco doesn't do many movies after this. He does one more done by this very same director. So, it's not like Michael Tedesco. They they clearly were like, he is going to blow up. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to introduce Michael Tedesco, who will have this giant career. Yeah. As a hilarious comedic actor. But well, he, for the two movies he was in, they were I massive. I mean, they were like yeah. it was huge. Massive. This guy is amazing yeah. in New Orleans. Um, so he's the uh, comic relief. But um, there's tons of stuff in this movie that you is also, also have like, the, the, not only like so many characters, but also like red herrings. Like Frank has a girlfriend, which we see for a second. Um, but there's sort of that story but we don't really get to it also the brothers uh t-bob and his brother i think his brother's name is jesse i could be wrong but they did some sort of crime like they killed a night watchman and they had right like but we don't know the ins and outs but they talk about it there's lots of that kind of stuff so outside of like there's a ton of characters in this. But that's just that's just your classic family cover-up. I mean, everybody has that story, right? <laughs> everybody has a... How many family cover-ups do you have in your family? Well, you, Brian, I'm not going to talk about it. That's family business. <laughs> that's family talk. That's why, that's why they don't call it an open-up. It's a cover-up. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Come on. Mm. <laughs> There's not only uh, Papa Joe and his boys, and not only Frank, who's... They're all interested in finding Nutrient Man. We also have the scientist. Oh yes. my God. And the scientist's assistant. Yes. And his assistant, who we are made to believe by our um, our synopsis, are big parts of this movie. They're not. But they are in this movie often. Right. right. Trying Almost to as out much as do. their investors. Who yes. hang out on a boat mm-hmm. in the bayou. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. in a random location in the bayou. Yeah. Which to me just feels like... It'd be a very hot, sweaty place to just hang out right? on a boat full of mosquitoes. And yeah. I don't, but I mean, if you want seclusion, I guess that's what you're looking for. And they come after the scientist and his assistant. Yeah. And they go hardcore. Encouraging. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, however, we feel that too much time and money has been spent in the research phase. Unless we have more evidence of success. We're prepared to take our loss and abandon any future experiments. Gentlemen, I've anticipated your concern, and I'm happy to announce that within six months, my assistant and I will have developed a strain of nutria that will revolutionize the fur industry. Six months? Don't be a fool, man. We can't pour money into this project for another six months. We must have concrete evidence. Gentlemen, we are so close. I'm sorry, Professor. But unless we have some evidence of success within 30 days, Central America Fur and Pell Company is prepared to abandon the experiment. Yeah, you don't mess with Central American Fur Company. Central American Fur and Pelt Company. <laughs> don't mess with them. Don't, don't mess, mess with them. Because <laughs> they will shut you down. You need another six months? Hell no. Oh, you mean the CAFP? Yeah, watch out. <laughs> watch your ass. But, but they are reasonable people. 30 days. Yeah, hey, we're, not, we're not fucking assholes, right? I mean, right. We'll, we'll still give you thirty days. We're we'll not going to give you six months. Yeah, you don't, jerks. don't be a dick, okay? Oh my god, I love that scene because I, I, I just again, I'm coming at this so cold. Like, 
I didn't realize Nutria was this big, huge fur that people yeah. were into. Right. Yeah. right. And just be like, oh, well, Central America, they are bananas <laughs> for this stuff. And then they need six more months to create the perfect Nutria. Like, I, I just... There's a lot that this movie is asking me to, to leap over, which I don't know. Well, I'm also... Uh, you have investors who are even giving 30 days with zero proof that they've done anything other than take your money. Right. So Right. We have no evidence. So that alone, I was and, thinking... And they're avoiding saying, oh, by the way, we did come up with something, but he's like a man, Nutria, who's killing people now. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, <laughs> well, it's a big part of the movie. <laughs> right. But... How did the Nutria become a man? Because they're trying to genetically modify Nutria, I don't know, to make it bigger, supposedly. Mm -hmm. But how did it become a man? Because they uh, inject... (laughs) So... So Erica's so, making a specific hand motion. So one of the lab assistants mm-hmm. fornicated with a nutria. At the, the at one point, the assistant says that he mistakenly injected human hormones into nutria test subjects. How do you mistakenly inject human hormone? Like for one, you have to have human hormones yeah, around, just lying around to inject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you mistakenly inject that mm-hmm. into a Nutria test subject? You, Ryan, you've seen Young Frankenstein. Mistakes yeah, happen. you've seen a lot of movies. Also, you just I'm not like, sure that's look, a great example. You have headphones on. You're rocking out. Right. You know, okay. I've had like two diet cokes okay. today. No lunch. Two so diet cokes. You wild person. You've been nipping at that mason jar full of moonshine yes, all morning. Yes. Come is on. Is moonshine is that like illegal? Because they are like, well, we can bring yes. them in on this. Yes, it is. So, illegal. Is it illegal to yeah. make moonshine? Yeah, it is yeah. illegal. Because you you can buy like you know moonshine at like bebmo or yes whatever, because it's but... been made in right. like a distillery but yeah. if you making your own distilled liquor making your own distilled liquor is illegal yes yeah okay all right i was curious. i was just curious about it of course yeah. it is they had a lot of it they had a lot right and you have to like, you jugs. must drink it through a mason jar you can't pour that in a regular pint glass. You can't pour... No. You can pour it in nothing but a mason jar. Nothing but a mason <laughs> jar. Nothing but a mason jar. But it begs... So, uh, back to this Nutria man. You inject the growth hormone. Human now, hormone. It's not a growth hormone. Okay, it's I, just human you're hormones. Right. I, my mistake. Into a Nutria My mistake. I'm, I'm just so... i that I, human hormones were wasted on a Nutria. I'll take a shot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Would that help me? Yeah. Well, there's some human hormones. Well, I know yeah. that genes genes are a complicated subject, and we're not going to crack that one tonight. But I have maybe to maybe we can, Mark. When, I when feel we... like the three of Crunch us and our lack genes. of scientific knowledge can crack it this evening. I'm glad you're optimistic. But when <laughs> when they show the nutria man, I see a lot more man than nutria. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of him being really hairy, but we don't I, see that suit. You could. They show that in shadow on purpose. <laughs> right. They but don't my, show it up But my point is someone being particularly hairy does not make them a nutria. Right. Right. <laughs> so they I'm, didn't have a good suit and they knew being it. Particularly, it's a, particularly hormonal. Okay. Does but, that make them a nutria? nutria? Maybe. Is it nutria? If, if, I'm going to go with nutria. You can say, apparently you can. If you're Papa Joe's boys, you call it nutria. If height and walking on hind legs and all of that 
was the human hormone? What nutria hormone? Like, where did the nutria the hormone? The nutria hormone only came out in the hair. <laughs> only the hair. The, the oh, human the hair. hormones like dominated in terms <laughs> Every of size other part. and proportion. Every part. So, but the nutria, the nutria, the only meats and cheeses and everything is perfectly claws. Claws. He had claws. He has claws. And he has hair. Hair. Are, he may have he may have big fang nutria. Teeth. It does look right. like a beaver. It, it does. Looks like I don't think that was a beaver at the beginning. It might have been a nutria. I'm, it might have I'm, been. I'm doing some real time research. And Again, this movie is like you know a nutria, yeah. right? Nutrias I mean, it's stupid like that we have beavers. to bring it up to they you do. and show you. But they have a hairless rat kind of tail. Ew, a twenty pound orange tooth. They should have given him orange teeth. Yeah. Well, they don't show you enough. He's yeah. only in yeah. shadow. You never see him outside of being in they shadow. They do typically grow to be about 20 pounds, about 24 inches Ugh. long. He said that in the movie, they say the biggest one you ever seen was the size of like a dog. Yeah. So that's as big as they get. Because when they say um, in the restaurant, when they say like, oh, it, it was a nutria claw in the, guy, in the hunter that gets killed in the beginning, mm-hmm. they start to laugh because it's like... Pfft, can't be a nutria because those are tiny things right it can uh, never be as big as a human person but a a, a four-year-old nutria is considered old they like the longest they normally will ever live is like six years oh okay so if they just leave nutria man alone for about four to five years won't does, he just die just, yeah, everybody stay away from that part of the bayou. Right. Just like leave him be. Don't go to the Copasol. <laughs> stay away from the Copasol for four to six years. Leave him be. Leave him be. Just saying. But is that the part of the human that takes over? Where I don't he know. He actually could live for I don't know. a good 70, 80 years. He's out there just trying to tend to his garden, keep people off his lawn. <laughs> I, Get out of here. Ah. I, I'm a nutria man. You stay off my lawn. <laughs> so he's he's not only he's not only a nutria man, but he's grumpy. Yeah, yeah he's angry. Of course he is. Of course, of course he, he is. is. He's gonna be sixty seven years old and yeah. being the half nutria. He's gonna be pissed off. All the other nutrias he's known have all died for a yeah. long time. All of his friends are long time dead. Speaking of uh plot points that they don't spend any time explaining, I thought it was an interesting choice when the scientists go to meet with their investors and arrive via a float plane. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, yeah. that's okay. And then they take off in a float plane. I thought you could have just taken like a like a boat, but mm-hmm. sure, float plane will do it too. Dude, you have to make an impression. <laughs> sure, sure. That Are you're you going to spend- make an impression just floating on up in a boat or well, do you take a flight I mean, a float plane. A I, float plane. You uh, come you in flight, from or a flight water plane. to air, like yeah. a total water badass. to air, like a BA. Now, if I was an investor, that's I'd badass. Say, <laughs> yeah, just not so not BA Baracus. No, I mean BA like badass. <laughs> Unless it was badass Baracus, which is, I mean, killer name. What a name. <laughs> but I would, as an investor, <clears throat> I would be thinking you are wasting my money on float planes, but. They're not the one. The scientists cannot. They are receiving the money. They I understand. Can't be like, the investor, I'd be like, wait, you want more money? You just arrived in a float plane. The scientists we are, are justified in saying you just came in on a float plane, but you're saying we don't get more money. They're justified, but they are recipients of money, so they can't complain about it. Okay, that's why it's such a power move. But I, 
this movie quickly Should reveals itself. You don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get nothing. But we're gonna take this plane out of the swarm. Float out of here in our nutrient <laughs> coats. Just looking gorgeous. Bye, bye, swarm. See you next time. <clears throat> but I realized that movie or that part of the movie was just the beginning of a Would lot you like of your er- own movie of just. I'm just saying, there's a just lot. the Central American Fur and Pelt Company, yes, yes. but they're flying their plane in and out of swarms. I just realized that <laughs> someone on the production of this movie knew someone who either knew how to fly or ran a flight school. Sure, because of course. for a movie of this budget, it has a shocking amount of aeronautics. So many, yeah, it a has lot helicopters for no reason other mm-hmm. than they could get a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. shows like what you can get in New Orleans when you're yeah. making a movie. <laughs> Anything. And I think that was absolutely part of the point of making this movie was to show like what you could do in New Orleans. Okay. Oh. So you can you can fly a biplane um uncomfortably low at a bunch of people on boats in mm-hmm. a river. Mm-hmm. With I don't think any safety equipment no at all safety yeah. equipment none none. And, none and i hope that's just water <laughs> i'm sure it is but i'm sure it is i'm sure that know. part is it's still know. gonna sting oh, that's still dropping on you fast burn. It's, yeah. oh, oh my gosh that ending sequence um the uh, there's a couple other things that we're skipping over but that <laughs> well ending... if if you're listening and you're like i don't know where they're going with this that's how the movie is yeah <laughs> that's how the movie is check okay. you will track please look at the youtube <laughs> Go watch the movie. Yeah. You'll see what we're talking about. We're doing about. the movie justice by skipping around like this. Because actually, before this, the... We're actually the, making it make sense. The South Amer- <laughs> the Central American, excuse me, Fur and Pelt Company put the whole Kapasa Bayou on blast <laughs> with a $10,000 reward for finding Nutri Man. But how did they even find out about it? They didn't! <laughs> it's the work of the sneaky professor who mm-hmm. sets the entire bayou yep. uh, off on yep. the Nutri Man hunt. So now we have everybody coming at this because I kind of saw this movie as like a hybrid of Jaws, Friday the 13th Part 5, and Piranha. Oh, definitely. Because oh, it's yeah. like you get such a we gotta all hunt for this thing but it's also in the bayou yeah <laughs> so we yeah. you know it, it 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 just had all those elements going for it and not only that but then we have uh papa jonah's boys we got frank but we also the sheriff brings in the french foreign legion or special forces they're called a special team yes. i don't know who they are right yeah no well they are they're just sup- in berets that's all we well, know he about. says that they were uh, like uh, mercenaries from Vietnam. Oh, oh okay. Well, I, that's, okay. I mean, that's. Uh, Ooh, la, la. No, I, <laughs> I. No, I understand. Fancy. I, <laughs> I understand your surprise because I believe those actors are Vietnam vets about as much as I believe in a Nutria man. <laughs> so. So they were Vietnam vets. <laughs> right. So much so that at one point that they're, they're trying to, they're moving in on this house towards the end of the movie mm-hmm. where the Nutria man or someone's in this house and they shouldn't be because mm-hmm. there's all this information about Nutria man. And one of the Vietnam vets says he's with, uh, with the, the, the cop, 
Is that Frank? Frank. Frank. Yeah. He's the game warden. So, they mean, he comes up and says, I'm going to have my guys kind of fan out and move a little closer to him. I don't think in the military you say, we're going to kind of fan out. We're right. Gonna move right. a little closer. Right. And then he does a, a whirl with his finger and points, and that's the, the sign to fan out and get closer. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Kind of. Kind of. of. And only a little closer. Like, kind of. You guys know that. (laughs) You know, as as Green Berets. Like we did in Nam. We we kind of got closer. We got kind of close to the enemy, as you do, and fan out. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) Sorry, I laughed so hard at that one bit. I was watching this on a plane and burst out laughing at that one scene. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. It is great. It is great. And that sets up our ending, which I have to say, as we were just talking about the ending boat sequence, according to an interview I found with Uh-oh. the director's oh, daughter, nice. Cassie, she says most of the people driving those boats were drunk. Here's her <gasps> quote. Quote, well, the people I know from New Orleans who worked on it said they were, of course, real Halma people, Halma, New Orleans, uh, Halma Louisiana, which is where the movie was shot, um, using their own boats. They were friends of Martin Fulsey neighborhood people and they really got drunk it took hours to film uh, it as things do it took all day and they were like yep by the end of uh, and by the end when the boats were are crisscrossing and the guys are falling out they were like that was pretty much really happening they were so drunk <laughs> almost crashing their boats into each other wow <laughs> wow because that's wow. the ending when they he frank basically calls in a crop duster. Right, yeah. which has never been introduced. Never been introduced. All. He just yeah. kind of calls in a favor says, hey, can you fly over yeah. and just dust these guys who are all trying to find Nutrient Man. Right. Yeah. Or Nutra Man. And they spray them down. And it is honestly a great sequence. It is. Of yeah. people just driving their boats around trying to get this. And he's flying over them, dropping all this mm-hmm. stuff on them. And apparently, all these people were just hanging out all day, drinking all day, driving their boats around. Wow. But what makes that scene also work? Well, I'll save it because it's my favorite scene. Oh! Oh! That's a perfect segue into things we loved in the swamp. And things we did not care for in the swamp. (laughs) Mark, right. you want to kick us off with things we love in a swamp? <laughs> <sighs> um, things we loved. Uh, uh, I loved the amount of aeronautics in this movie. It doesn't make sense. Sure. In fact, the at one point in time, the Green Berets are being lowered from a helicopter into the swamp. But the shot is... Uh, like 50 yards away through trees and it's one shot they didn't get any closer so they're roping down from a helicopter yeah. into the swamp right. right which i mean i'm i i admit i wasn't in vietnam nor was i ever you were being close to, to being a green beret but i think lowering yourself from a rope wait so all from those times helicopter- you told me you were vietnam was lies you're now t- now i find out <laughs> Well, I look, I needed to find the right time, and this is the time. <laughs> oh, man! Um, but I think lowering yourself from a helicopter that's hovering above the swamp is swamp. louder. Please, and, please <laughs> it's a swamp. The swamp. 
is louder Mark. and it's going to draw more attention than if you just took a boat in. Yeah, them falling yeah. from the trees, though, is one of my favorite things in this whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty terrific. Yeah. That's something I loved. Yeah, that mm. is. That is something I, I I mean, I would love that, too. Erica, what's something you you loved about the swarm? I absolutely love the swamp hag. I just, I couldn't have loved that character more. She be, yeah. She grew on me. She's everything you picture a swamp hag to be. Everyone She's, calls her that. They call her a swamp hag. She starts out as just a woman who is attacked by yeah. the Nutria Man. Yeah. And she's busy looking at a bird on her little her little boathouse. It happens. We get distracted her, her swamp, by birds. Her swamp house, I should yeah. say. Swamp, yeah, swamp house. house. Her swamp hers. And then she gets swamp attacked. Hers. She she lives though. She becomes really the first person that kind of the first victim that survives yeah. the nutrient man. Yeah. And they instantly relegate her to just being a swamp hag. Yeah. That's how they start referring. Yeah. To it's her. hard to break typecast. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to, you know, you when you have a reputation in a small town, there's <laughs> yeah, no way to so get around hard. it. And I think she just so leans hard. into it, which I love. She doesn't mm-hmm. fight it. She's not like, how dare you? She's like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I put her in the trailer. Oh, she's the best. And yeah. who hasn't gotten almost killed when being distracted by a bird? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Just get lost in little tiny feathers. and you know, <laughs> It's hard not to Danger get awaits. Uh, the thing I loved, I happen to love Billie Holiday. Not that Billie Holiday. <laughs> uh, you, look, you have a movie here that has a nearly 50-year-old lead. Yeah. They're like, we need a lead. How about you, middle-aged and beyond person, <laughs> friend that I have? What are you, who, what are you who, saying? Uh, right do do i that's why i love it because we're saying mark you can be a leader i can be a swamp hag this movie is this is this is is ready for us like you don't have movies now they're like well you can't have a middle-aged lead you gotta have if you have a middle-aged lead you have to have a younger lead as well Mm -hmm. to balance this thing stuff Mm -hmm. out so this is a movie that was like no we're just gonna have middle-aged people be the lead people the youngest people would be uh the the you know t-bob you know like that's who we have but um so I loved a movie that they're just like, yeah, we're gonna have this like creature, and our main character is gonna be this gray-haired, mustachioed, fifty-year-old man, and who's uh, just a game warden, but yeah. but controls just about the entire town because most of the town's law enforcement is busy ordering uh, a moons over my hammy at the local <laughs> Denny's or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he they're just like waiting for him to come in to tell them what to do with things yeah and so i i just loved i mean there's just not a lot of movies where you just have like a middle-aged dude just out of nowhere be a lead and i really liked him i really enjoyed uh you know i enjoyed the actor i thought he did a really mm-hmm. good job yeah so that's what i love let's switch to things we hated or things we didn't <laughs> what is it what is it you said what things we didn't um i did don't not know care for on the swamp oh things we did not care for on the swamp mark what did you what did you not care for on the swamp um i didn't care that uh, for the fact that like i mentioned previously we didn't get a true understanding of the gene- genetic makeup of nutria man mm. um i'd like to have just known kind of the personal struggle of the pros and cons mm. of sure. nut- having sure. some nutria parts and some not nutria parts yeah. sure uh but more importantly um I I hated the fact that there are 
37 different plot lines to this movie. Sure. There are so many plot lines. There's a lot lines. of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Sure. And it makes it really difficult to follow what is happening. I mean, at one point you have the police chief and the military and they're holed up yeah. using a map with no descriptions of topography <laughs> and a single pushpin. And being mm-hmm. like, they're going to run over here, and then they're going to walk over here, and then we'll be over here. Yeah. And you're like, I have no that, idea what you're... Hold t- on. Was that your swamp voice? <laughs> was that was that your best... Was that your best swamp voice? Swarm. Can you do a better swamp voice? <laughs> let me see. Let me yeah, see give it just, you know, give yeah, it we a We're all going to walk over here. <laughs> okay. I'm tracking with you. <laughs> 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 And then we're going to take the boat over here. And then... Okay. (laughs) With all apologies to people from Louisiana. (laughs) We should open with apologies. Yeah, we should have. We should have. Yeah, we should have began this episode. Yeah, we should have started with like, forgive us, Louisiana. (laughs) And then someone's going to fly the helicopter. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, (laughs) over there. Oh. I'm I'm, I'm falling. Whoa. I'm falling. Whoa. All right. I was transported. I mean, be honest, though. We Agents, have talk- you have my number. <laughs> we have talked about Sister Sister, which also took place in the bayou. Mm-hmm, and quite right. frankly, this one was like actual bayou voices. Yeah. Like, this right. was yeah. actual, yeah. you know, Louisiana accents. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, when you now look back at Sister Sister, I feel like I have a certain level of like, well, that's not authentic at all. <laughs> that's Hollywood And I have you. never Hollywood been to Louisiana. You. I have no, no idea. I. But now I feel like mm-hmm. that's not right. Yeah. I mean, you've seen two movies, so absolutely judge it. <laughs> that is all you I mean, I'm do. telling you, I am. I am judging it. 100%. Erica, what is something you did not like about did this war? Oh, I did not care for it. I, I really... <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked all the 37 plots. Yeah. <laughs> didn't bother oh, me. Boy. I think something, though, I don't know if it's that I didn't care for it or that I cared too much, is I felt like there were a lot of really dangerous stunts in this. That there felt is. Yes. very much yes. like, yeah, just get on your airboat and take it full throttle and just yeah. go as fast as it will go. For sure. And we'll keep up and we'll film you. Yeah. Or we yeah. will fly this crop duster plane very low to several boats of people, it just it was and drop. I don't know water. water? Yeah, who knows? It, would be, it would be water. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I hope yeah. it was water. Who knows? Maybe it was like hosed out before just to wash out any actual <laughs> yeah, chemicals, possible chemical uh, traces. Yeah, for sure. But it just felt really dangerous. Yeah, and I think watching it, I was almost like intrigued. Like, should I should should I be watching this? Should we be watching this? This yeah. Be, it was very real. So I don't know if that's something I didn't care for, but I don't like people's lives being put in danger. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I don't want the lives in danger. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm with you. I kind of was charmed by this movie a little bit because this to me, instantly watching it, you know this is regional filmmaking. Yeah. And there's lots of examples of regional filmmaking, and this is Louisiana regional filmmaking. And so... I. This is not the most well put together movie of all time. Mm. This certainly has a lot of issues, but there's something about the regional film again, mm-hmm. a part of it that I'm kind of charmed by. They were definitely trying to say, look, we can make movies in Louisiana. Here's all these aerial shots. Here's mm-hmm. all this stuff we can do. Whether they applied it 
in a great way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But for me, so something I didn't like was that we didn't get enough airboat action. Oh, that okay. airboat. That's okay. fair. That airboat fair. started out in the very beginning, and that's Frank going out to the very first kill site. Yep. And then we don't ever see that airboat again. We didn't see it one more time. We don't see. We see him. one more. Airboat. We don't see him. We, see we don't see him doing. It. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I wanted Frank to be it riding up for around planes. Right. So Frank should have been riding around like. Where do you need me? Okay, I'm gonna be right there, and then just getting in that airboat. Wait, like, was I mean, that your best Louisiana? <laughs> I don't know if it's my best, there? but it's. I'm, you know, I'm just saying I'm available as well. <laughs> Mark and I can be reached through our agent. <laughs> I just wanted more <laughs> airboat action. Me, playing an agent character, talking really fast. So you want to do? You want Mark? You want Ryan? You want them both? Let's go. You're right. You know what? That's the thing. You just need to go fast. <laughs> Yeah. When it comes to the accent, you don't have to get it right. You just have to go fast. Yeah. Go fast. Just go fast. Right. Just go fast. Yep. If you go slow, then you betray no. yourself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into our favorite scene. Let's talk about our favorite scene from Terror in the Swamp. Mark, what was your favorite scene? Well, I initially was going to say that my favorite scene is when they're uh, crop dusting all the boaters on the river. Sure. <clears throat> Not just because the crop dusting happens at such low altitude. And the, you really see how low they are mm-hmm. to the boats. Dangerously sure. low. Sure. Like, it but, looks like if someone reaches up. Yeah, that's going to smack that plane, plane. As it goes over. Uh, but not they don't just crop dust it once. It's like eight times they crop dust this crowd. Yeah, they sure do. Um, but that wasn't my favorite scene. The more I thought about it, here's my favorite scene. At one point in time, the police chief. It's revealed that the police chief has an assistant. Mm-hmm. Who has been on the on on the the mm-hmm. radio talking with people, mm-hmm. and she's more specifically she's been talking to the people that have been in the helicopter. That helicopter has opened up a space time continuum that allows them to travel about five to six minutes into the future, because she reports that Sally the Hag was found alone, laughing to herself in in the bayou. Then we cut back to the police chief or to the scientist and the scientist's assistant, and they're still with Sally. That's five minutes later when it's revealed that they are stepped in quicksand and they drown, and she's laughing right. in the field, which means right. that helicopter can time travel. Mm. That interesting. I didn't catch that. Up. Now Thanks. some could argue that's just bad editing, but sure. I like to believe mm-hmm. that there was a subplot. Mm-hmm. Where that helicopter could travel in time right. and yeah. see the future. Right. And that was my favorite scene. That was the 38th huh. plot. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> time travel. That's right. That was the 38th time plot Time travel, point. also in this movie. Yeah. Damn, yeah. it's truly got it all. Yeah, Damn, it's really got it all. Does. Wow. I can't believe it got all that thing on here. There's so much thing on that here. No. Yep. That wasn't anything. No, I think I was pretty, that was nothing. That's, pretty that's, clear that what I said. Words. Pretty clear what I said, guys. Just slow it down, you know. Uh, Erica, what was your favorite scene? Yeah, my favorite scene um, was the old man asking the younger guy to read him the notice that was posted outside oh, of the store. Yes, yes, that was my favorite yes. scene. Yes. And then it's literally just him reading the sign. Him reading the sign. There's nothing yeah. more to it. Right. He just don't don't bother to read it. You got glad. He actually was putting his glasses up against mm-hmm. the sign, reaching yeah. out with his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said, I "Don't even do that. I'll, let me read it." And yeah. then he reads the whole thing. He reads yeah. it. 
Which is just to say, like, everybody, there's a reward. Go get the Nutri Man. But yeah. that's not as quickly as it goes. It goes on. <laughs> it's very long. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. a long scene of literally a man reading a sign. And it to is another man. Wonderful. Because the man yeah. who reads the signs, uh, his... It's his one and only scene, as far it's as I it, know. From the I don't. See, he doesn't come back. He's never back. No, you don't that's learn it. His name. That's well, it. We don't know the name of the old man. No. None of these people are. Are they're all? They're all new. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, I loved it. Favorite scene. Yeah. Similar to that, there's a scene where all the guys are on boats, and they're all about to go out to find the Nutri Man, right. and they think like there's so many boats, and. I don't know if you can find the audio for this, but you hear them all on their boats and there's a sound, like a background sound of lots of people pretending like there's lots of people. I mean, there's only four, there's five (laughs) or six boats there, right? Right. But they want it to be like 50 boats. Yeah, Yeah, like busy. But there's not. And so they have this background noise of all these guys talking as if there's lots of them. But there's not that many people. (laughs) There really isn't. And I was very tickled by that because I was like, that's Mm -hmm. pretty. It it just you can look around and it's just you see them and you hear all these voices in the background that clearly are people attempting to sound like lots of people. Yep. And it's pretty that that was lovely. That said, I also loved the scene where Sally gets those guys to drown in the marsh. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they can't swim. Yeah. And to me, that felt like very much a another part of this movie where they're like, this is the local people. They can trick you into it because these guys can't swim. Yep. And she starts laughing. And she says, well, it's knee deep. And then they start walking across. And she goes, oh, I didn't even tell you. Like, it's pretty soft. And it works like quicksand. And you're going to drown. Yeah. And she drowns the scientist and his mm-hmm. assistant. Yep. I mean, that's very, it had to have felt like if you were from Louisiana and watching that scene, they had to have been like, don't cross that. Don't cross that. They had to all know that. That felt like a scene where it was very much like, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. If you are right familiar, when she said, you just got to cross this. Everybody was like, like, I can't swim. Duh. She's like, it's not that deep. These idiots Everyone's are going like, to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, and if that helicopter had taken off six minutes before instead of seven minutes or seven minutes before instead of six, they could have helped them. Right. And if they had but by the time they got this through the a certain miles hole, per hour, then they could have hit the electricity and we could have <laughs> and they could have gone back and to they the could have gone back to old times <laughs> like the old west. The old west. That also just felt like classic swamp hag. Yeah. Like never trust a swamp hag. Never, never trust never, a swamp. Yeah. Never. You can't trust a swamp hag. And they did. And that's the thing that people yeah. were that's the first thing that people were thinking in the audience that were from Louisiana. You can't trust a swamp hag. Wow. It's what? getting worse. No, it's getting worse. I thought it was getting a thousand times better. All right, let's get into our final questions. These are our final <laughs> questions for Terror of the Swamp. If you had access to an airboat, wouldn't you take that out every day? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. For I sure. mean, like a thousand percent. For when sure. you ride that around always? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're neat and oh, they dude. don't make any sense. Yeah. And it's just you have this giant fan vehicle. behind you. 
Yeah. I I'd go I would, jumps. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Be, oh, I'd just be mm-hmm. jumping that shit. I'd like be crazy. all over the place on that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. And mine would have a name. You'd have to name your airboat. You'd have to. The Swamp Hag, of course. Swamp, swamp Hag. Swamp Hag. And I'd always be like behind it being like, <laughs> so I could get that sound of my the voice fan. through the fan. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't All face forward. You would be no. looking back towards the fan. <laughs> 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 I'd be like, look out for Mark. He will drive that thing all over the swamp. <laughs> He's swamp Mark. <laughs> <laughs> If you had a funeral and a wedding on the same day, would you use the same priest? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Make it simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's economical. Okay, that's true. I, ideally, also, it's you a do the swamp. How many priests are there available? That's so true. Ideally, you do the funeral first. Mm. You want to end on a high note. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, can we all commit to making this phrase? something that we all say we can't go off half cocktail yeah i can commit to that yeah i yeah, mean i, I think love should, that yeah we can't we can just start yes. to i have a meeting tomorrow morning i'm gonna see if i can hey, slide that one in hey that's can we all not go off half cocktail well, hold on you gotta play that again i don't think that was right i think we can't go off half cocktail got you can't go off half cocktail so we... anytime anybody brings up something go hey 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 we can't go off half cocktail. Yeah. Tomorrow they're like, I don't know. I guess the just launch it. The project, it's ready. Just launch it. You're hey like, hey, We can't go off half cocktail. Right. And then just see how many people nod and go, you're right. You're okay. right. You're right. right. Yeah. You're no, right. Great no, no, that's Good a really call. solid point. Like, let's, I don't know. Let's just wrap the episode right now. We can, well, we can't go off half cocktail. We're not done yet. <laughs> that's fair. Let's finish it out. <laughs> This is already working. This is all we're already doing it. We're doing this it. This is fantastic. Wouldn't it be nice to have a restaurant where you can conduct all of your day to day business? Yes. I mean, that's what this movie really shows me. It's like I yes. need to place the police, the medical examiner, mm-hmm. uh, the FBI, I don't know, um, mm-hmm. all of everybody, all law local law enforcement. Everyone hangs out there. Uh, the yeah. judge, I don't know, lawyers. Everybody's in the restaurant. Like I, I that I saw that and I went. I, that's where I need. I just need a good restaurant where I can go in and just do my business. That was a swamp. Cheers. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> where everybody knows your name. That's the swamp. Right. That's right. Oh, but I'll and I'll add to that that one thing that's really shocked me about this movie is, and maybe this is a Louisiana thing. So writers, you know, or uh, listeners. Or if you're if you're a writer, you're included too. <laughs> Listeners, uh, let me know. Um, everybody in this movie is willing to take time to talk to somebody about some random idea that they just had at the top of their head. At no point, people listen. Th- at no point does anyone form. go, hey, "Bob, Bob, I don't have time for this shit. I got shit I got to <laughs> do right now." Yeah, which is like I don't have time three, for your th- ridiculous. Th- that's like eighty-seven percent yeah. of my day. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't have time for this shit right now. Everyone's I, like, I, "Well." I gotta, let me think about it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, sit on down. We're going to yeah, talk about hold this. Yeah, we want to talk about your ideas in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> we got ourselves some Cajun coffee. <laughs> we got some chicory that we're drinking, and we want to hear your ideas. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, that's why a restaurant is the perfect place God, to conduct your business. It, it really I really, is. anyway. 
It is. Okay. Oh. Chic- it, chicory coffee is really good. It's really good. It really it's good. super good. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Oh, alright. Alright, would you consider a sub- substance that will make you nauseous and burn your eyes harmful to humans? Mm. Mm. Let's see. Mm. Nauseous and it burns your eyes. Does it give me energy? Then, <laughs> no. Accept. <laughs> I did not say it gave you energy. No. When Frank calls in the crop duster, he says, is it harmful to humans? And the guy says, it'll just make you nauseous and burn your eyes. So. Yeah. Um, probably. That I mean, that's, seems harmful. Seems. Does it not? Mm. Yeah. But I mean, you'll get Probably not it. to swamp people. Yeah. 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 They deal with that all the time. I mean, it didn't stop the cleanup crew in session nine, right? Now, that's true. Do it, Gordon. That's true. That's true. When it comes to something being harmful to humans, I always look back at session nine and go, hmm, what did they do in that? Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I take my lesson. All it did was make them go insane. Yeah. Putting a screwdriver in my eyeball. No big deal, man. Is it will make it will make you nauseous and it will burn your eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that was already said. That, that was said. Definitely in, burned yeah, an eye. Yeah, for yep. sure. Yep. Um. In the end, did they kill the Nutri Man or just T. Bob's brother, Jesse? I guess his name was Jesse, because remember they had the guys in the mm-hmm. shack. Yeah. And Frank goes, "Oh no, the, yeah, there's somebody in there." He says, don't fire. And then the people say, oh, he said fire. But did they kill the Nutrient Man? Or is it just T-Bob's brother? Or is it both? I don't think they killed the Nutrient Man. I think he was already long gone. Yeah. I didn't get the sense that he was gone. And I think almost with it ending in the laugh, I think that was also to make it seem, to make us believe, or at least I believed, that the swamp, the swamp folk didn't want him to be killed. Well, that they yeah. wanted him like just let him be he's just yeah he's just nutrient man he's just a swarm you know yeah part of the swarm he's he's one of us you know what if what if one day my eyesight weakens and i need him to read a sign for me you know I mean, <laughs> we you don't know. know how his eyesight is though probably I mean, great. we don't know probably great all those hormones and yeah. those delicious hormones. how good is a neutra's eyesight <laughs> um we don't know all right, let's get into some quick research. This is our research for Terror in the Swamp. There's not a lot about this movie, so, uh, but it is shot somewhere around October 1983 in Halma, Louisiana, as the Crowley Post Signal posted on October 26, 1983. Nutri Man is the working title for The Horror at Kapasaw Bayou, currently being filmed in Halma. Um, apparently, it was shown in louisiana in may 1984 because they talk about claudia wood being a lead part in the movie claudia wood played crazy sally of course Mm -hmm. but apparently she was also a local uh musician Mm. so makes it uh, even crazier yeah Mm -hmm. love it she's gonna play the guitar this is part of the eunice news from eunice louisiana in may of 1984 she plays the guitar and can't be persuaded to sing on occasion, she says. And they talk about her being part of the Nutriman Terror in the Swamp, which is um, premiering in Halma on Saturday. 
That is in May of 1984. So apparently, locally. Oh, so not this weekend. Man. Not it's not playing this weekend. Oh, though. shit! Maybe we can get our flights refunded. So I, it gets picked up in 1985, and it Spirit passed. doesn't. Yeah, we're gonna have Damn to go it. in. We're anyway. never gonna yeah. see that money again. Yeah. Spirit, Damn. come on, help me. Uh, there are some regional screenings of the movie in Louisiana in June of 1985, but it happens to be around the same time that this is released uh, a New World Video. So there is um, some. I've found some ads for nutria man the terror in the swamp filmed here in louisiana near lafayette and they have various uh times that they're showing it but it happens to be coming out in june july 1985 on video alongside avenging angel hmm. at the same time interesting combo mm-hmm. those are the two big new world movies that are coming out at the time um, according to that interview with uh, Catalanato's daughter, the distributor came up with the title Terror and the Swamp. I'm guessing the distributor being New World. Um, but they basically said that she said that the distributor said that they came up with Terror and the Swamp because, quote, people don't know what a nutria is, mm-hmm. which is accurate. Yeah, yeah, 100% true. Very accurate. <clears throat> um, from here, uh, Catalanato and Billie Holiday. Not that Billy Holiday would reteam for the next movie, French Quarter Undercover. Ooh. Which uh, co starred Michael Parks. Okay. Who became a big actor in a lot of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Sounds like uh, a Cinemax movie. Red, Red State. They played two cops, in, obviously, in the French Quarter. That shot in July of 1984, a year after Terror in the Swamp. And they had big hopes for it. In fact, um, Billie Holiday, not that Billie Holiday, said to uh, the Crowley Post Signal in July of 1984, quote, we are hoping that it will be, this will be the beginning of a real beginning of independently financed Louisiana movies. We want to keep serious profits in Louisiana. So they made that movie. They made Terror in the Swamp. They did not make other movies, and I have to think that is because uh, Holiday actually would then pass in November of 1984. Oh, wow. He died at 51. And I have to think maybe that was the end of the road for them huh. in terms of why. Because they, he and um, Joe Catalanato were good friends and had worked together for 25 years. So they knew each other for a very long time. That said, Catalanato continues with his studio. He had built that small studio called Independent Studio. Which would then be the home for a bunch of projects that would come through New Orleans, including music videos. Um, ACDC rehearsed there hmm. for a month before they embarked on a U.S. tour. And this is also where they shot that um, Budweiser frog commercials. <laughs> if you can remember where they oh, went, yeah. Budweiser. Yep. That was yeah. where they Wait, shot I, those. I, I'm not remembering. Can You're you not remembering? Can I, can, <laughs> can I do it? Budweiser. There it is. There, there you go. Is. There it, it is. Oh, right. That one. Yeah. So that, they shot a lot of stuff there. So that studio continued to house projects in, in Louisiana. And and Catalanato continued to work up until uh, he passed away in 2021, I believe, working on a variety of different projects, whatever would come through New Orleans. So um, he continued to work, though he didn't seem to direct other movies, but he continued to work in various jobs in the industry. So. That's it. That is the end of Terror in the Swamp. Mm. 
if indeed the terror of the swamp can ever end. Mm. I think that's still being uh, depending if it's a lot of nutria that the nutria man is dead. If not, nutria man's still out there. He's still mm. out there. He's still. I mean, I think he's still alive. I think we need a nutria man too, or terror in the swamp too. Mm. I would love that to happen. Maybe his daughter would want to do it. Um, I mean, there was a legend of Boggy Creek too. There should be a, a terror in the swamp too. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to see it. Uh, if you want to see this movie, you should see it on our YouTube page. I think you should watch it. I think it's pretty. I think it's watchable. I think it's yeah. really worth watching. And and, it's, and short. Check. it's short. It's, it's short. It's short. Wild check romp. it out. I check it out. I, I think if you have like a stack of movies that you were gonna watch, you should probably finish those first. <laughs> Or not. And watch this one, Mark. <laughs> Jesus. If you want to know anything about us, you got to go to our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. That's where we have all of our episodes. We have our t-shirts. We have articles there. Buy a t-shirt. That would really help us out. That keeps this podcast going. We're a weekly podcast. We don't have a Patreon. Buy a t-shirt instead. Isn't We have not just our logo. We have other designs. Very cool designs that mm-hmm. you should get a hold of. From so, previous episodes. From previous episodes. So listeners are rewarded by checking out our designs and going, I remember that episode. So check us out there. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.